morning. Time again. It's very windy today, so I got absolutely no idea what that's going to do to our uh, recording. If it's terrible, you have my apologies. It's funny. I say the recording could be messed up and the microphone falls out of my hand. I mean, out of my head. Alright, so we're starting our workout. And there we go. Robot Lady is now tracking us. Walking today, not only Jasper, who I have, but with my wife Allie, who has Now, Allie has quite a lot more time than I. Says hi. Last time we and have joke on uh, on Google Plus saying my glass by now giving me a free one with the download. And, uh, so about a, but about three days later, which is to say today, at about a.m., they sent us an email saying, "Hey, it's been shipped." And in the email, it says, "Here's your check." Tom will not make it come in. So on the one hand, I'm like, ha-ha. On the other hand, I'm secretly going, man, they saw me coming. Of course, Allie's first response was, you're going to be one of those people who leaves a unboxing video, aren't you? So I totally am. Not, not, I might not have been before, but now I totally am. Out of consternation. Bye out of spite. This unboxing video is done in spite. That's right. Divorce caused by and recorded with Google Glass. Because of course, Adelaide, this is the end of <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear out uh, Adelaide's this is the end comes playing across the Google Glass. Okay, Google, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> Saw some code. Picture of a glass of wine. The text read, Okay, glass, make me drunk. So, oh, but, uh, alright, so we made the uh, order on the 9th, which uh, was three days ago. And uh, they sent us the email saying that it shipped last night and this morning, because I'm a freak about it, I checked the uh, UPS tracking number and they're saying it should be here at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I mean, one day thing. So, that's kind of cool. I'm seriously considering being sick today. because it would be really cool to hang out here and play with Google Glass. So, let's see. So what else is new, Allie? You know, I'm being assaulted by leaves. Yes. High winds in fall. We are being pelted. 
they tend to hang back anyway, but they just went on a walk. So. Yeah, I was standing there this morning. I was letting the dogs run in the backyard so they could go to the bathroom and then it occurred to me, why am I doing this if we're about to go walk them? Then I remembered, since I first started doing this morning walk thing, there's only been one morning that I actually used a poo bag. Uh, hey, now that I think about it, you came along with us that time too. <laughs> Not saying anything, I'm just saying. But uh, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. We have our dogs fairly well trained. That's one of the things about us. You don't get that from the online persona, but if you come and visit. People are always amazed at how well our dogs respond to training. They uh, come when you call them and they sit and all that, even when they're around a lot of people. So, of course, hot. You are. Allie and I are walking right next to each other. The dog who's in the middle, fused. That's Miss Ripley, who is generally exactly bright and fused anyway. Upside and put Jasper in the middle, I think. Okay. Alright. Ah, let's see. So, remember yesterday when I, uh, I, um, don't get. Gloves? I had gloves yesterday. I didn't wear gloves today. Deliberately. I didn't wear my, I didn't wear my hat either. I didn't wear my hat. I didn't wear my hat because I checked my little aviate screen and it said it's going to be 47 degrees out there. And I thought to myself, 47 degrees? That's like the tropics. I'm not going to need gloves. I'm not going to need a hat. I don't even think I need my jacket. I was dumb. Because it turns out that even if you don't have really, really cold weather, but you have a good strong wind, it gets cooler. The more you know. So, uh, so yeah, now we're both cold. One can say that I was dumb. Huh? Yeah! It's a warm up. Yay. So, uh,. Oh, remember yesterday I was talking about how when I get a long weekend, get a weekend, I don't end up uh, more words. Man, I had one thing to do yesterday. All I had to do was edit an hour-long audio 
and uh, and write 500 extra words just to get a little bit caught up because I'm supposed to be doing a thousand a day and I'm about 500 behind so I'm going to do an extra 500 words and get my audio recorded which how long could it be I mean editing one hour of audio that should be like one hour right and uh, I always think that and I don't know why because it's dumb so yeah I got no extra words done and I got no uh, well I got about 10 minutes of audio recorded and uh, let's see what else oh uh, I had the rap song which was cool I actually posted the rap song up on Google Plus. Very proud of that. An anti-war protest rap song from the future. Titled Viddy Well. That was kind of cool. Got like the return of Eminem. You know, the Eminem has come back. Yeah. He's apparently cleaned up and he's uh, made up with his mother. They're all good friends again. Except he's, he makes it very, very clear, still hates the gays. What was really funny is every single picture I've seen of him from his new Marshall Mathers 2 CD, every time I see that, I'm like, wow, Jesse Pinkman made an, uh, made an album. Exactly, the Blue Crystal. The Blue Crystal CD. Yeah? I think my phone has reached my breaking point. Hey! Alright! Special day, listeners. Allie has finally joined me on the We Desperately Need New Phones bandwagon. It restarts over everything. Really? Yikes. Well, I've gotten to the point where, with mine, I will switch out the battery two or three times a day. Because charging doesn't work anymore. That's true. That's true. After I, uh, whoa. Very nearly saw a little wreck there. Yeah, I, uh, rooted the phone, put a new OS on it. It's now way cooler, and it actually does use less battery power. And since it's a Galaxy Nexus, this is really my only way of staying current with Android operating systems. Because Google has basically told us, no, I'm sorry, it's too old. No updates for you. From what I understand, though, the phone that I have, the model, is like one of the most popular. So they're basically telling us that the most popular phone is not going to be part of their upgrade cycle. I mean, I understand why. They say they're going to keep upgrades to a two-year rotation, 
but wow, it's kind of a strong move to say we're going to take the biggest proportion of our base and tell them no. Anyway, so yeah, now it looks like we're looking at getting new phones. Me personally, I want to use this as an opportunity to get into a new uh, provider. Because the one we've got is not great. Not the best coverage. trying to get into a sponsored thing. I don't think Jasper likes walking on the grass. Okay. Anyway. On this... Yeah. Just finished a really cool scene where, for the new book, the sequel to Invito Rex, or the third in the series, third? The Institute of Rex, yeah, third in the series. Right now I'm calling it the Cut First King. And uh, I just finished this cool scene where I introduce Police Chief Trumbull. Sir Bedrager by having them actually do the impossible. They catch a noble impersonator, first ones in a generation, which is going to make them massively popular among the law enforcement community. Not that Trouble's going to care. I started off with him, and I had this idea last night. I started off with Trumbull being a commoner, son of a butcher who desperately wanted to join the aristocracy, and he does everything in his power to the point where he's trying to get a nobleman in his interrogation room just so that he can, you know, squeeze a uh, invite to the upper crust out of the guy. And uh, while he's desperately fighting for that, he basically gets utterly humiliated by capturing noble impersonator who happens to actually be the king. It's such a massive embarrassment to him. It's such a massive embarrassment to him that he, uh, he starts going all Captain Ahab. He wants to get dizzy. He doesn't care about getting into the nobility anymore. He just wants to get dizzy. When he finds out about the Hidden Institute, he just wants to get them. He just wants to track them down, shut them down, hurt them, whatever it takes. And the uh, humorous part is that in the course of his uh, invest harassment, of the Hidden Institute. I'm gonna have the new king, no spoilers there, but uh, I'm gonna have the new king celebrate his work.
by actually giving him a noble title. We're going to have him legally gentrified so that he gets what he was always looking for. And it doesn't stop him. It doesn't even slow him down. He's still looking for the Hidden Institute. He's still looking for Dizzy. So, so yeah, I've had that character for a long time. They give him, like, Roscoe P. train from the uh, Smokey and the Bandit. And now, now I finally got an idea of what he can do. I mean, something, a serious character arc for him. Something more than just a foil to be laughed at. And yeah, it's an old story. You seek something so much that you forget what you were going after. But it's a good story. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be done so often. How are we doing? Great, 19 minutes a mile. 19 minutes a mile, yeah. Honestly, I think that's partially Jasper. He's been slow. Old dog. Old dog with stubby little legs. Having trouble on a cold morning. What were you looking at? I was just waving at something in the road. I think she was warning me of something, but I don't know what it was. something we're going to have to get used to for the Maryland winter. You can talk. We can run around if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, my, uh, my robo lady hasn't told me that it's time yet. However, the flesh and blood lady says yes. So, now I have... What's up? in the story now. Dizzy on the run. Once again, switching from one social status, faking one social status to another. There's something I've been thinking about recently. Dizzy starts off as an orphan. Then finds out, I mean, he starts off as an orphan, he learns how to be a lesser nobleman, and out of nowhere he finds out that 
actually is a nobleman. And then... <sighs> Sorry about that. Robo-woman decided to launch into a commercial. Great job on one mile. You should get the echo-locating device thing for your wrist. So anyway... Yeah. Um, I gotta switch to the thing that they use. Nathan and Ali both have this Edomondo thing, which I'm guessing is better than what I have currently, because they don't complain of these issues, like commercials and stuff. Thank you, hon. Miss Ripley has decided we're going too slow, and so she's going to lighten the load for us. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we got Dizzy, who started out as an orphan, homeless, basically, learns to be minor nobleman, finds out that he actually is a nobleman, he's just in the process of learning how to do that, and he loses it. And becomes something closer to a criminal. And that's where we are in the story right now. Anyway. So, you kind of have to wonder. You start off in one status, spend your time learning to be another status, then you spend your time learning to be another status. What is he really? Was Dizzy Noble all along? I mean, spent about ten years on the streets as a con man, then an orphan. He spent another ten years out of the institute as a gentrified con man. So now you got to ask yourself, if he spent more time in one than the other, is he that? Is he more the noble faker than the uh, commoner? And then they tell him, by birth, you're this. So, was he that all along? just living the life of someone else for the first 20 years. How do you, uh... How do you determine what social status someone is? Is it by blood? Or is it by years? little girl has been living with me for six years now. She was four 
when she came to live with me. My stepdaughter. Her ex-husband was in the military and was deployed for most of her youth. Allie basically had to raise the EP on her own. So, so the EP has literally spent more time with me than she's with Allie's ex. So you ask yourself, who's the parent? I'm not trying to get too far into that, just saying on the question of Dizzy's nobility, most people would say, well, of course, he's noble by blood. And I'm just saying that your exposure could help define who you really are, the amount of time you spend in one environment or another. Now I think I'm worrying Allie, talking about this. Anyway, we always get a little nervous talking about the EP, especially about our family online, because her ex has a tendency to try and hit us with absolutely everything he possibly can. So if he finds us saying something that can be misconstrued, he's going to try. Luckily for us, Allie and I are pretty clever. Knock on wood. So, let's see. Any other news for today? Oh, Nathan Lowell's cross-promotion. This is something I mentioned, like, God, a week ago? And we just, I have honestly no idea how that's going to work. Um, as you guys know, Nathan Lowell was doing this before I was. Basically, get up in the morning, walk, and just chat. He does it for one, uh, two. I don't know which one's better than the other. I think we'll find, as I start spinning out of topics to discuss, I'll start liking the 30-minute format better. But, uh, yeah, so the other day on his show, he was happy to hear that I was doing this as well. And he said we should do a uh, cross-promotional thing, possibly where I ask a question. Because I do this at like 6 in the morning, and then he discusses or answers it. Because I think he does his at about 10 o'clock. Right. He's in Colorado, so he's an hour behind anyway. So, uh, worst case, if the timing doesn't work, we could just do different days. One of us brings up a topic. 
the other one answers it on the next talk. We hang with a lot of pseudo authors, which is to say, very unsure of themselves, but trying to put in those first hundred thousand words authors who have all kinds of crazy ideas for here's a great promotional plan that like everybody's going to write one word out of a story we're going to get a lot of really good writers together and that way we're going to get a really great story that's a mix of everybody's styles one word at a time and uh so yeah i'm kind of tempted to saddle up with that Come on, Nathan, let's do a long novel where every day on our morning walk we put in the next word of the novel. It'll be awesome! This novel brought to you by the word the. In fact, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Nathan, I'm kicking off a long novel with the word the. Alright. We'll see where this... <laughs> and uh, we'll see where the story goes from here. I'm on the edge of my seat already. This story is gripping. And I've already got a title for it. So far the title, the working title, The. point out that because I came up with it first, it's totally my story, so you guys can't steal it because it's copywritten and it's recorded, and so it's like for, for, for forever. I'm gonna go pirate that, baby. <laughs> yeah. Allie says she wants to pirate the story already. You just check up on BitTorrent, they'll have the by Brand Gamblin slash Nathan Lowell. Not yet. What? What am I? Chopped liver? Oh yeah, with special guest Allison. That would actually be really funny. Post a one-word book onto one of those book website torrents. Make the file name longer than the actual book. Have all the copyright stuff at the top carefully scanned and then transcribed and... Then have the whole book be... Duh. Amazon reviews. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking you put it up on BitTorrent and see how many... Like, uh, Pirate Bay and see what the reviews are like there. I'd be willing to bet that they wouldn't get the joke. I'd be willing to bet that they'd post reviews like, story gets cut off early. <laughs> Three out of ten. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually read the book, but my friend said it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you have big enough font, you can take up pages. <laughs> oh, you know it'd be fun? Since uh, the the pirates, what they'll do is they'll use OCR 
where they'll get people who can type really fast and they'll just do a text version. You just post a text version of a pictorial tribute to Marcel Marceau. You download it and there's nothing there. That could be fun. Anyway, so, aside from the land of ridiculous stupidity, Nathan, where we could talk to each other's podcasts. And by the way, I know I mentioned that he does one, and that he, uh, uh, later in the day, from lovely Colorado, that find, um, T-O-M-M-W. I'm pretty sure if you Google that, you will find a website, MP3s, probably an RSS feed. I know I've got the RSS feed on my Feedly. I listen to it at work. Because while I'm at work, writing my little computer code, it's nice to know that there's people out there who are really writing. We're coming up on the house, so I should probably uh, say that we'll talk about cat litter later. But yeah, there's a story about cat litter. And Nathan. Yeah, pretty little Dalmatian. Yeah, that's a good one. So, Nathan. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? And since it's Nathan Lowell, the answer is probably going to be writing. Recording. Yeah, I'll do my Nathan impression. Well, I'll be writing. And I'll be record. I'm far behind on my recording, so I need to get caught up on that. If I can get some time, with my butt in the chair, we'll do that. Not a really good Nathan Lowell. Not Better even a good mine. Jimmy Stewart. Hmm? Better than mine. At least you saw male. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you hold Jasper for a second? We gotta get a picture. Honestly, I think this is my favorite part of the morning walk thing that Nathan started. Is the picture. Puppy sit. Please sit. Well, this is a dog. We picture the whole family with her back to everybody. No one. I feel like I got a syrup deal. Good puppy. Instructions she learns well. Like sit and stay and come. Like all dogs, she learns how to spot the sound of the door opening. 
or the sound of the food bowl. So she can do basic learning, but she doesn't have quite the sophistication of Mr. Jasper. Yeah, tomorrow I gotta tell you guys about Kitty Letter. Because that's an awesome story. And a useful one. Honestly, that's one of those like TV trope things. Where... I mean, we use it when we're talking to uh, Nathan. Just because he understands it. And uh, at the same time, he uses it as a plan in his writing. He says, I think I'm going to make this a kitty litter. Same way others might say, this is going to be Chekhov's gun. I just want to insert boo Sorry. And the existence of kitty litter. I reject his reality and substitute my own. Ali says she's going to rewrite uh, the Ishmael Wong series. Except in this case, there's no kitty litter. And no coffee. Yes. I think in hers it's going to be all laser guns and alien women. <sighs> Allie, by the way, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for pointing this out, has got a story. She is sitting on a story. Nonfiction, but awesome. And someday, she is going to finish it, release it to the world, and then make massively more money than me. And I'm going to be eclipsed. I'm going to be like Anne Rand, Ayn Rand's uh, husband. Just working in my garden, remembering the glory days. Alright, you're pretty, I'll buy you things. Yeah. That's lovely. As long as I stay pretty, I'll be okay. Ooh, big dogs. I have to go looking up what that thing's called. Fulmic Earth or something? Fuller's Earth. What's it? Fuller's Earth. Fuller's Earth? Fuller's. Fuller's Earth. Fuller's Earth is another word for kitty litter. And as someone who had to clean the cat box, I found out that we don't have any. I can tell you that it becomes valuable when we don't have any. There's some in the trunk. Yay, there's some in the trunk. Alright. Here we are at the house. So we're going to show them the computer lady, and I'm going to bid you all farewell. Tomorrow.